Tell us about the wine that you've brought into the studio have, today. Oh, brought. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, that's oh, important. Yeah. Take that phone. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're fine. Um, we're recording in a new space today. It's called Open Space Studio, and it's incredible. It's truly. I've never felt more wealthy. I feel honestly held by the feminine energy in this space. Um, it's truly incredible and and i really want to drink that yeah i this really want to drink uh, that rarache and fuse brute reserve from spirit wine which is my favorite little wine shop um in the garden district of new orleans and they're right on magazine street they've got new owners who are fantastic people and their selections are incredible but I'm really bad at this, so please open it. All right. I'm going to see what I can do here. This is Ash. a very fancy champagne. I We were going to drink it yesterday, and I said, what if we saved it? Not that not that we don't – not that yesterday wasn't a special occasion, but today felt like even more of a special occasion. Yeah. Because we're bringing the pod back. It is real. It is happening. We've said that we were bringing it back before, and we lied. And this time, it's not a lie. We're in a real professional recording studio. We we're paid U.S. dollars to be here and we are going and we're paying someone else to edit it so that it will actually happen <laughs> because the Lord knows it cannot be on me. And I'll take that L. I'll t- I'll I'll admit that I have been the bottleneck here. I mean, that's also not exactly, you know, it's like, let's just focus on what we like to do, which is <laughs> Whoa! surprise chat popped it and then. Mm. Okay, really, you're the one that we need the tilt, opinion Tilt about. way more. Tilt that glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we ASMR this? Mm, I don't think, I don't want to get this anywhere near these really fancy mics. But, glug glug. Can you hear it? Wow. <laughs> Champagne it becomes, ASMR. It becomes a wine tasting ASMR. What if we just make the, the pod a wine tasting pod? Which I think Kyle is. would love that. <laughs> We just didn't talk about it, but we tasted a lot of wine oh. while doing this podcast. We did. It's the only way that we survived. Yeah. Um, but um, cheers. Cheers. To you. Cheers to the listener. Cheers to us. Pour yourself a glass. Cheers to friendship. Um, cheers to season two of How to Deal. We're still dealing. Still dealing. Still dealing. As it turns out, you never stop. You never stop, which is the worst part about life. Mm. Ah. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah. Oh, that tastes like grape. <laughs> That is very grape forward. (laughs) That's the tasting note. Grape Mm -hmm. forward. Grape grape juice. Um, We are going to talk about love. We're going to talk about life, career, everything. Well, you know, we're going to talk a lot about living and a little about love. (laughs) In in the words of Alan Jackson. Perfect. Um, The last where we left you so many years ago. Years. Years. Um, was that Sid had just started dating Undercut. Sid had just, Sid, me, third person. Uh, (laughs) I'm a character here. I had just gone on a date with a very tiny little dyke. Um, But we're going to, we're going to shout out names. Yeah, we're going to When they're relevant, because this one's, this is a long haul situation. Yeah, well, so that one date where I left you guys, uh, has turned into an almost three year long relationship. 
and me and Mallory is her name. Goes by Mal. 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 And I are engaged to be married, betrothed. She's got a ring and everything. I've got a ring and everything. I'm not wearing it right now. Because we got in a fight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just completely forget to wear it 100% of the time. It's my worst flaw. It's really hard when you're not a ring person. I'm not a jewelry person, but I've yeah. had to like incorporate jewelry into my life in a real way. Yeah. And um, difficult. It gets, it's like. But yeah, we like moves in together and everything. <laughs> we like. Not very, I mean, you did the whole lesbian Fast. thing. Like you Fast. moved in very quickly. It was definitely deep panini though. Like deep, deep pandemic. Deep pandemic. We, yeah. our, our first, you know, phone call that we ever had with each other was nine hours. Yeah. And then we waited three weeks and we went on a date and, and we were like, are we banged in the park? There was some fingering. There was some fingering in the park. In nature. Uh, but hold on. Yeah. Mal did bring... This is ridiculous. First of all, Mal is a Sagittarius. Yeah. That's really important information. Another fire sign like me. Spicy. It's very... Very spicy. Toxic. <laughs> it's, very, it's very sexual. <laughs> Everything is so sexual all the time. Um, y'all, she prepared the most intense physical spread yeah. of like every meat, cheese... Fruit, cut fruit, yeah, yeah, crackers on the planet. Multiple was there probably like an hour before you got there. She mosquito bombed the entire area (laughs) before I arrived. (laughs) Like if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Mal, yeah, like she's just on fucking top of it. She was in it to win it from the beginning, and I, I got got, you know, I got got hard. I wasn't ready, and I got got. So now I have to marry her, and we're committed for life, and we're in love and really happy okay but how did the proposal happen so let's see it was february it was literally a year ago we got engaged oh we've been God. engaged for a year <laughs> fast <laughs> jokes on you guys secrets secrets we kept so many secrets i also like did a really bad job of rolling that out you know because like no one told me that there was like ways that you're supposed to like tell people that you got engaged people feel really weird about the engagement announcement and, yes they do and i really want to unpack that Someone needs to, because I didn't know. And I think I hurt some feelings and like, Lord knows that wasn't my intention, but we did get engaged a year ago, mm-hmm. Mardi Gras last year. Whoa. Yeah. We were, we live like super very much on the route and we had, had had like a few date, like just really perfect Mardi Gras days, you know, like perfect weather. Oh my God. You got got by the gras. Got got by the gras. Oh my God. You were in the sunshine, sunshine, you know, booze is flowing. Um, the vibes are excellent. We're seeing all of our friends. Oh my God. Her friends, my friends, our friends. Like now we have like our friends, which is like a crazy thing that happens. And yeah, she, I mean, she had been had a ring. So she just, I think pulled the trigger one morning. We were just eating breakfast in our little sunroom surrounded by all of her plants. And she hit a knee. Whoa. Okay, we haven't talked about this thoroughly, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, she got hit, down on she her knee. A fucking knee. Hit a knee. How did you feel about that? Oh, it was so sweet. Okay. It was what I always dreamt of. Really? Yeah. Aww. I mean, the knee feels important. I don't I, know. Do, do you hate not the knee? want a knee? Oh. Do not take a knee. Get on your fucking knees. <laughs> I feel different. <laughs> I'm like, take your you will off, not get on your fucking Yeah, knees. I'm like, we will not be betrothed. It doesn't count unless you're groveling oh God, at this me. This is very interesting. The like, this is a straight thing, isn't it? 
I don't know because it's like you it's you are grasping for very like that's a very dramatic way to say it for the very traditional modes yeah. of these like things yeah. and I'm rejecting mm-hmm. all of them when yeah. I thought I was going to be so into it and I feel like you were like I don't need that shit totally but it's, it's fun weird. well yeah okay surprise <laughs> um so yes, yeah. it is fun. It is fun. So she proposed. It was cute. I cried. I actually don't remember anything that she said. I can't repeat it at all because I've just blacked out with like intense emotion and like mm-hmm. covered my face and like wept. And then I was like, yes, I think I, you know, I was like, sure. Maybe I said something. I think I said something. And um, that was it. And then we just like hit the gram with it a few weeks later. But after the proposal, we went to Venetia. Oh my god! And celebrated with like pasta and like you of know that course. that one salad with like the meat yeah, and the, the friggin' cheese the house in it. Salad. Mm-hmm. The house salad. And then Venetia's. <sighs> How do you even say the fuck out of that restaurant? Well, your family says it one way, and everybody my family else, says it. Venetia's. Venetia. Venetia's. Venetia's. Or like, even like Venetians. Venetians is what they say. <laughs> Sometimes it, th- this restaurant is spelled V E N E Z I A. So I would say Venetia. Right. But what do I know? I'm not, I'm not a lifelong yet. But there was a time where we were having a little gals night with some friends and you and I both were like, let's go to Vincent's. Right. But we both misspoke. We're like in our heads. We were like, (laughs) we mean Venetia. (laughs) And, but we didn't tell our other friend. We did not (laughs) know because Vincent's was Venetia in our head. Both Italian restaurants, restaurants. New Orleans, old New Orleans, Italian restaurants, like red sauce kind of place. Oh yeah. Both terrible interiors, but like in the best way possible. Like you can just see Tony Soprano perched in the corner, wheeling and dealing. Yeah. That's the vibe. The waitstaff has been there for their entire lives. It's incredible. Yeah. We're, we love every single person there. When we went in after the engagement, uh, it looked like pretty dead. And, but like there was like a, a lot of sat tables already and like the one server came up to us and she was like look if y'all can sit for like 20 minutes and not ask me for a thing i can serve you i just want to be told the truth tell me the truth you know what i mean and we said we were so i mean we were blissed out so we were like sure we we're like to we could wait for stare five at each other. hours and yeah. make out in the corner it doesn't matter she like gave us some free champagne Fuck yeah. and we told her. it was really sweet yeah but like i think an element of that What's so special, it's almost like, now that I know this, I feel like it's probably like when you and your person know something that no one else knows and it's so special to both of you. Like, I can imagine that it's like when you're like when a couple is pregnant and they haven't told anybody yet. And it's like just our little secret. We've always felt since the beginning of our relationship, like we were kind of in our own little world, I think because of COVID and like we couldn't do anything and like meet each other's friends or families. And so I think we've kind of always thrived with like a certain level of mystery or secrecy about our relationship, which I will strive to maintain on this pod. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there's also like the, we've talked about this too, the element of like, this is this weird, like this is mine. (laughs) Yeah, like, you don't have to know about it. You don't yeah. get to know about it. Yeah, I'm protected. Well, I think because of our jobs and like who we are as people, like so much we we do to and I mean the nature of this very podcast, we yeah. share so much. So I think for both of us, it feels like a little titillating. Yeah, to have a secret or like just something that is private and personal. Yeah, and um, but you proposed to her. I did propose back a month later. 
at a Cautious Clay concert in Houston. Sponsor, sponsor us, Cautious Clay. Sponsor us, Cautious Clay. <laughs> sponsor us, Houston, the city. <laughs> the city. Um, weird place to propose, but um, did you like? You were like, I'm gonna do it at that concert, though. You, I like, knew thought. that I was gonna do it at the concert, and my hope was that she was going to beat me to the proposal, and she did. But like by one month, because we, I mean, we already knew that we were gonna get engaged. We knew, like, we had picked out our rings. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a surprise, but we were the the win. And how mm-hmm. was sort of a surprise. So how did you know that Mel was the one? Mm. I will share that, but I also do not think it is relevant to anybody else. Like, I don't think this is actually mm. good advice, okay. but I will share Go ahead. my own experience. We're a COVID couple. And so we met at the height of the pandemic and then literally didn't get to go eat at a restaurant together until we were like, together for like six months like I didn't meet her friends her family anybody she met you at my birthday but like we didn't really even hang out because Mm -mm. COVID yeah so um I think like I did execute a surprise party for you you did this person you did and it was flawless that was like y'all's first time even like talking to each other oh yeah I (laughs) I was like hey we're planning a surprise party (laughs) yeah and that was like logistically can you be competent and she was she oh thank god yeah it was great. Thing. It's the sexiest quality in a person. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just like being in a room with someone for like days at a time and being like fully entertained and tickled by them and like not bored and not sick of them and not annoyed by them. Like it was like a really unique situation and the scariness of that situation. Yeah. Like truly thinking, I mean, I truly was like, this is how the world ends. We all we die. Dying together. We're all how going down. Romantic. So the way I really saw it was like, I have nothing to hold back. Like for what? Like hold back or try to present some type of facade for what? So I think it was like truly, I was probably the most open and vulnerable that I had ever been. Unhinged. Unhinged. Deeply depressed. <laughs> deeply upset. She was too. Yeah. And so, like, I think I always knew from day one that I was getting a really real version of her. I think she got the same thing from me. And, like, we didn't hate each other. For, Which like, is huge. At any point. I mean, to see the worst self of another person. She got my absolute worst self for the, at least the first year of our and relationship. you're like, oh, everything else is up from here and this wasn't even that bad. You know? We, did, you know, on top of COVID, we, like, evacuated multiple hurricanes together. God, and, like, what a time. mourned the death of her, like, 16 year old dog together like we had a lot of like big kind of hits early on which we weathered really well together and and again like we survived a global pandemic together so I kind of feel like if we can do that and still really enjoy being around each other and like not be assholes to each other then what more could I ask for yeah for someone to spend the rest of my fucking life with yeah. so and the sex is great sex is bomb yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that <laughs> That is a, a, a requirement, requirement for both of us. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Um, I love it. I love it. It too. is so special. Um, we've to come witness. such a long way. Yeah. I mean, this is huge, uh, and unexpected. I never ever thought I would ever date date anybody again, like anybody again, much less be married, married to them, like committing for life. Ew. Yeah. I got a Sagittarius. You literally to commit for life. Looked. <laughs> I mean the eyeball. Yeah. And you were like, I will never love anyone. I know. Like this again. <laughs> so can, can that be the real takeaway here? Yeah. Is like, cause I know if y'all are listening to this, that you've probably 
gone through a heartbreak and you've probably been in that same spot where you're yeah, like, we all I'm say never that. going to love again, <laughs> which is like so dramatic. But I really, I mean, you I felt, j- that's I felt that so, way. so hardcore. And everybody was body. like, that is, yeah, you feel that way right now. You're not going to feel that way forever. And I was like, you're <laughs> lying. You couldn't untrue. possibly understand <laughs> what I'm going through. And now I'm like, oh, I, of course I understand. And it's just, it's a temporary thing. Like mm-hmm. all feelings, you feel it in that moment. It's real in that moment. And then one day you wake up and you don't feel and you're married the same and you're fucking married. <laughs> you're 30 years old 30 years and old. you're engaged to be. Okay. Married. Well, okay. So there's, we have to talk about wedding planning. Yeah. We'll circle back. Yeah. We've got a new character for you to introduce as oh, well. Oh God. Whose name it's is. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> She's feeling a little quiet. She's feeling a little. No, no, no. We're going to share. We're going to tell all. We're telling all. Well, I'm not the only one who snagged the Sag. Yeah we like wild crazy crazy expect expect nothing less from us other than have mirroring lives for the rest of eternity forever um no i have a long-term partner (laughs) that i live with (laughs) i don't know how to talk about this it's so weird to me why is it weird try again okay i have a boyfriend so cute cute um we live together yeah in this gorgeous, gorgeous apartment. Cohabitating. Um, that I made him do so many renovations to for no reason. Against his will. we rent. <laughs> um, and it's been an over over a year, which yeah. is also wild. I can't believe it. And what a journey that was. We- Plot twist. <laughs> I love this man. Plot twist. Favorite. Well, it's because he's queer. Yeah. I have loved. I- <laughs> First of all. I was there the very moment that you met this man. Yeah. I got to, I got to bear witness to the meet, the initial meeting. Let's rewind. I'll tell the whole story. Please, right. Okay. Please. Cause we know us. how you met Mel. Cause yeah. we talked about it. We did. Um, I was first of all in my slut era still. Okay. August, 2021. Yeah. 2021. Still in my slut era. Uh huh. And it's your birthday. Uh huh. And August 3rd August, for any brands paying attention. We if you'd like to gift sixth. me. Okay. The reservation was on the 6th. Reservation was on the 6th. So your birthday, birthday was the 3rd. Thank you. Brands. Take note. <laughs> Take note. Um, put it in your CRM platform. So we went to Lengua Madre, which is an incredible Mexican tasting restaurant um, by chef Ana Castro, who we're friends with. And your friend. My company, Ganza, uh, me and Charlotte, my co-founder, did the branding for it. So we have like a really close relationship with Anna and her sister, Lydia, and some other people there. And I am like, okay, Sid, we're going to go to the Hotel St. Vincent. We're going to like be really cute. We're going to drink. We're going to go to this tasting, sit at the bar. It's going to be fabulous. We get so trashed by like the one espresso martini that we have. You're Somehow. slipping out of your shoes on the street. I wore walk- a barefoot. I wore a very high bad heel. Like your toes were gripping over the <laughs> edge of the of the shoe. The toes had sl- had slid, you know, just past the point of shoe onto concrete. And the toes were gripping <laughs> the and concrete. You're like, it's like the knee had The knee was forward. You know? And you're like hobbling. You know? It wasn't cute. It was not cute. Not but you looking. looked, I mean, you did look great. Thank you. You know, but that, you know. That was after, night. that was after you had nixed my original outfit for the night and hurt my feelings <laughs> deeply. You walked out in 
Miami club. <laughs> Miami club where you walked. She walked out in this like white strappy bathing suit esque top fair with the tiniest skirt in the world. All white. Just ready to go. Just ready to go out in a boot. Out in a boot. But you looked great. Mm. I forgot about that part. You reeled me in. I really was. I was like, we cannot go sit at this five star, like five course tasting restaurant that's going to like be nominated for a James Beard Award in our in our club clothes when we're going like right home after this. It's hard to be the less fashionable friend. You are so fashionable. Just less. So anyway. Well, enough about me. Everyone knew that we were coming to the restaurant. And so I got a text message from Lydia, who was like, this really hot guy is sitting at the bar. He's going to be sitting next to you. Hope you look cute. And I was like, interesting. But who cares? It's a girl's night. We're out with my bestie. Like, we're having a birthday time. It doesn't matter. So we sit down and we make eye contact. And with this, I make eye contact with this man. And he like nods at me. And I'm like, and so I look over to you and you're like, he, like giving me the like, he's really hot eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a fun night. We get the wine pairing, which was a mistake. And we also get mezcal to sip on. We were we were gifted a mezcal tasting that we did not consent to. And that really took us over. the We edge. were overserved. We were overserved, but it was super fun. And I do not take accountability for my actions <laughs> that evening. I black out after the fourth course. All I remember is that. We make eye contact. I'm like, I think I know this guy. Then I'm going through my mind and I'm like, have we fucked before? Like, ha- like, do I just not remember this from a dating app? Like, not where? Unlikely. Like, ooh, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Yikes. And you reached over and you were like, oh, no. He looked at me and goes, hey, Ashley, oh, my God, it's been like three years. How are you? And I literally went, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. It's so crazy. It's crazy. that this bar together. No idea who he is. Looks have, at me. She's like, I have no idea who the fuck. I have no is. idea who the fuck he is. I don't know his name. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck you know me from. So Sydney reaches over and she's like, I'm Sydney. And then I ask him. So how do you two know each other? Save the day. Save the fuck. So day. then he explains. Yeah. A little bit. And apparently he had like been in my house and we like had conversations before multiple times. He was also friends with the ex. Dun, dun, dun. Hilarious. And I was like, oh, fuck it. But apparently I did. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of that because totally blackout. Apparently at some point he closed his tab. I made him reopen his tab twice. I was like, what are your plans later? And do they involve me? I'm I guess I'm just vibing in my own world next to you. <laughs> you were I don't remember really vibing. any of this. No, you took a picture with him at the end of the night. I did. I, be- I begged you to take a picture of us because I was like, he's so cute. We look like we could be siblings, which we do. You do. Yeah. And I took, that's the only picture on my phone from a that blurry, night. It's blurry y'all photo of me and this stranger <laughs> that I'm like, I love him. You're like, he's going to be your husband. I'm like, this is your future husband. We met your future husband tonight. I just know it. You know it spiritually. So Apparently everyone at the restaurant's like, we're all going to Barrel Proof. And so we walk into the street. We're like making out in the street. We like go to Barrel Proof. We're like making out at Barrel Proof. I'm not making out with anybody. Well, no. Well, (laughs) (laughs) no. Well, Mal picks up your drunk ass that's like falling over. Mallory has to come pick me up. Mind you, the restaurant (laughs) is within, you know, within spitting distance of my home. You could walk home 
Easily. In five minutes from the restaurant. L- probably less. And I still had to be picked up because I couldn't actually physically walk. Because that's how blackout we were. It was so fun. It was so fun. Ridiculous. And so I go home. You, <laughs> I have my own experience that evening. We won't even get into that. We need to get into it at the end of this. That's a cherry on top of the situation was that text message in the morning. I was like, we both had the most incredible night. So I'm making out with his name is Kyle. We're making out in the street. We're making out at Barrel Proof, apparently, which I love presentation. I do not like to be ridiculous sloppy. in public or sloppy. I was like in a group of people that I knew just like tongue out, just like. Tongue in the mouth everywhere. And everyone was like, damn, wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) Apparently. And then my friend drove us to the Saint. We danced to the Saint till four in the morning. We go back to my house. We fuck for four hours. We break four condoms. And I woke up the next day, like bloody and bruised. (laughs) Like Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I, and I'm literally, again, I wake up and I'm like feeling great. The hangover hasn't hit yet. I'm like, Oh my God. I wonder how Sydney got home. Like, Oh my God. It's so crazy. I wonder how I got home. Like, I hope she had a fun night. I open my eyes and Kyle's in my bed and I go, <gasps> cause I don't, I didn't remember anything. Nothing good happens at the saint <laughs> at 4 AM. If you're, if you find yourself at the saint with someone at 4 AM, I think it's, best that you both go to your own homes you need to leave you need to leave it's time for you to go home so we i'm like what the fuck he turns around he's like hey he starts cuddling me i'm like this is interesting (laughs) you're like instantly icked by physical affection i'm like what's going on usually a person that you have a one-night stand with is like gonna call an oobs and like get the fuck out of your home they're gonna go respectful respectfully he does not leave does not leave in my bed till like 3 p.m he's like can you drive me back to my house i need to go to work and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I drive him back to his house. He like kisses me and I leave and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have his number. Amazing. This is going to be cute. We're just going to have to like find each other in the universe. Mm, this is how like woo woo and like how open I was to just like any, an all life experience at this time. Just like, if you so love free. him, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> and so then he slids into my DMs and I'm like, what don't so worry I, scroll I, had, back. I had secured the bag you did but i scroll back and he's like responding my instagram stories i'm like what the fuck i had to text somebody she was like why are you asking about this person i was like we fu- we did this last night she was like what the fuck last time i heard he was gay i totally blacked out during the bisexual conversation that y'all have had yeah that so was, then i yeah. texted you and then you told me how you ended your night yeah <laughs> which was that you woke up <laughs> On a bare bed. You know. <laughs> uh, apparently. Uh, tequila. Does things to me. And my anatomy. And I learned that very night. That. Under the right circumstances. I too. am a squirter. <laughs> and. Um, the, the only solution. Was to strip the bed. And to fall asleep on that raw, slightly damp mattress. And I'm proud of myself. I think it was worth it. I think so. Like, it was an ex- We both woke up and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to have a really good night and you want to have the best sex of your life. I hang out with Ashley. You got it. Well, well. <laughs> you hand me or you just go to Lingua Madre. Go to Lingua Madre. Get overserved specifically by Lydia and uh, just 
mezcal it up. Mezcal it up. But yeah. It's and basically Kyle did not stop wooing the fuck out of me after that. I would, I would use the term doggedly pursuing. He was doggedly pursuing you. Okay. And uh, you were not having any of it. No. And from day one, of course, I was like team Kyle. I was like, this is your future husband. I love him. Be nice to him. Go on a fucking date with him. Yeah, he was like, please join me for Pesh. He's like, please join me for an elegant meal. And, and I mean, we really have to address the elephant in the room, which is that, you know, I had always previously on this very podcast made fun of Ashley for only being interested in gay men. And I have been like, Ashley, you're not ever going to find a man that wants to like, you know, watch Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movies with you, but like also take your ass to pound town. And never did it occur to me that the answer to all of our prayers was a bisexual king. And so it solved so many problems. It solved every fucking problem. Because like, imagine me having to hang out with you and you're like, heterosexual boyfriend. Like a like, you like, know what I mean? Yeah, it would have no. torn us asunder as friends. It would not have worked, and also just have. not would would not work with me. You, yeah, that's so, the answer. It was it, it was it was the answer the whole all, time, all along. And we I didn't just, know if you find yourself if you identify with me and you find yourself in this sort of scenario, ladies, I or anyone, I would just go after a bisexual. Go after like I'm telling you, the bi boys, the bi boys are, they can get it. That's where it's at. They can fucking get it. And you'll, they want to do everything that you want to do. Loves an estate sale. Loves an estate sale. Loves fashion. Dresses you. Dresses, you dress him. Yeah, it's so fun. Y'all made such a beautiful home together. We like concept that together. You know, and then he's just. And you then bullied this man into DIYing shelving in your whole home. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, it's been very interesting. I resisted the relationship for a very long time. The feelings that were brought up. Um, were very wild and that there was a lot of fear there and I'm sure we're going to get into it. But this is the first person that's felt like a true partner. And I think because I didn't care for a long time, like they also saw the worst version of me. Yeah. And I was like very mean to this person. And he was like, you're ridiculous. (laughs) Is actively mean to this man. I'm just very intense. Okay. (laughs) But I'm like, keep uh, so, but it's like, I don't have to say it like that. I could be like way nicer about it. It's something I'm working on. I'm working on that still. Every day is a winding road. It's a trauma. It's a trauma response. I know. I've been thinking about your trauma actually a lot lately. I really have. I've been thinking about just, you know, your, like, you know, your parents dynamic and then your dynamic with your ex. And I feel like you kind of have this like not wrong assumption that like men are going to like do you dirty or like. Take, take you on a ride, like take advantage in some way of you financially or otherwise. And so you're kind of like gun, like gun yeah, pointed gun to their head, there. like waiting for them to fuck up. Yeah. And I think I'm also like, look at me and all that I'm doing and keep up, keep the fuck up, which, you know, isn't the best environment to thrive in. Not the most the loving time. approach to your Not a chill vibe. Not a chill, you know. And let's remember this man is a Sagittarius. Home. Like, <laughs> like, is there a chiller placement? Is there a chiller Zodiac no, placement? No, he's so great. He's so great with me being insane. Um, 
But that's why it works, you know? Because yeah. if he couldn't handle it, he would have left by now. And I think, like, there's also beauty in the fact that, like, y'all are different people. And, like, if you ha- if you were actually with someone who was as driven and psychotic as you, I f- shudder to think how annoying it would be to be around both of you at the same time. Yeah, I feel like it would be, like, a Leo Leo situation. Exactly. You can't have it. Be like a Casey Musgraves and whoever the fuck she was married to before she got a divorce. Two Leos. Two... National singer songwriter Leo is married to each other. Also, like she's a queen, and I bet he just could not take that she was getting her, yeah, getting her sharp. Not a Leo man. A Leo man was never going to be fine with that. No, absolutely not. I think that's other thing too. It's like Kyle very much is like supportive of the fact that you know I'm I go I have to be social. I'm like it's it's very wonderful to be in your orbit, and like I say that with absolutely not a hint of irony or shade like it's literally the best thing about being your friend is watching you shine and like kind of getting the fuck out of your way and like it's cool to see and I I would want that I want that for you in all of your best friendships and I want that for you in your long-term partnerships I love you I love you too that's so nice yeah thanks I love that our Sagittarius Sagittarius's. I like to call them Sagittarists. Sagittarists. Because they terrorize us on a daily basis. Well, they also just like serve us on a daily basis. They do serve. <laughs> they do serve. Both, both serve of our looks and just food. Food all the time. <laughs> food and drink constantly. We're, we're fed well. And yeah. it's starting sh- it's a show for me, at least. I mean, same. Packing on the low. He won't stop making fucking pasta. I'm like, can we just explore other things? Protein. No. Let's get some protein no, in there. No, it just has to be pasta. The man loves wine. The man loves pasta. The man loves to cook. Yeah. And my tiny fiance also loves to cook. They should date, honestly. Yeah, let him go. Yeah. Mallory has expressed wild attraction to Okay, but that's also very funny. So Mm -hmm. Mal has never been with a man. Gold star lesbian. But also is straighter than you. It's a little bi. Yeah. A little bi. Way more. Again. Be with a bi. Be with a bi. She, I don't, I don't think that she, I, I'm putting a lot on her. I don't think that she would describe herself as bisexual by any stretch of the imagination. But like Mallory will notice a hot man in a way that I do not. Like I am She'll blind like, oh. to a man. She's like, like she follows a bunch of like little like twinky muscular like gym boys on Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Gross. You, you know? just want to like look at them? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for her. I'll ask Kyle because I feel like there's some crossover there. There might be some crossover in who they follow on the internet. Yeah, that would be very different from who we follow on the internet. So different. Very different. Very different. They have a lot in common, which as is really do, lovely. As do me and Kyle. That is true. Yeah. I've been team Kyle from day one and it's because we're weird in the same way. And I will shy away from making any strong medical diagnoses on this uh, podcast, but you know, there's something there. There's just something. There's a touch there's of a something touch. there. There might be a touch of neurodivergence that me and Kyle share in common. It's like really, really intense, vast knowledge about the most specific niche topics. Yeah, that no one really is interested in at yeah. all. It's like watching the light drain from your loved one's eyes as you go on long-winded and detailed rants about very specific wars or points of time in history 
And in the way that I watch other people's eyes glaze over, Kyle's eyes do not glaze over. He latches and, and he he's contributes like, back. And then we actually happened. at each other. <laughs> and it's so fun for me. So I appreciate that about Kyle a yeah, lot. It's, it's sometimes we're in the car and he'll go on. This is really disrespectful, but he'll like go there. Mm-hmm. And he's saying something that's completely irrelevant and unnecessary and that I have nothing to contribute to because I know nothing about what he's talking about. And so I'll just look out the window. <laughs> let him finish. Just, let him wear let himself him out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, we're going to change the subject after this one. And I'm like, what do I have to do? What do I have to get from the grocery? Like, I'm just not there. You love, but it's so funny to me that you have surrounded yourself with me and Kyle and you enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot and it's also delightful to like watch someone that you love, like go on a rant about something. But I also think when your job is to talk to people all day long, to be with other people that talk a lot and, and can cultivate the conversation. It's a blessing. I'm like, this is amazing. I've, I have, I have heard. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) I have had people tell me, um, that they appreciate my friendship because they know that they can just like turn off. Like they can like socially turn down when they're around me because I'm so socially turned up. Yeah. And they don't have to carry. Yeah. And like, I can carry. You can bench a lot. We could turn your mic off right now and I could carry (laughs) this whole, I could talk for another solid two hours. I really don't even know why. Like I'm honored to be on this podcast (laughs) because I feel like you don't need me. I don't. For this podcast. Your contributions are few and far between. It's really not even necessary, but honored to be here. I'll let you stick around. Thankful. Grateful. Blessed. And stay grateful. Stay stay full of gratitude. I'm there. (laughs) I'm fucking there. Um, Do we need to talk about your wedding plans? Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. This is the same t- the tone of like that's how I feel Ugh. or I felt about like like telling people that you have a boyfriend and then you're like you're gonna move in together and then it's like we have to go and when are you gonna meet the parents and then the, the breathless questions like, that uh, come with being engaged. It's also like everything else in life can be so much more interesting than yeah. the relationship that you have. And like, totally, we made an entire podcast about relationships. Yeah. Who, who the so fuck like, are we? I mean, we're just totally being hypocrites right now. But I do think that that's frustrating and annoying. And it's all that families. What I will say is that I think people get upset by this because their family, that's like the thing that their family asks the most. And they're like, you know, I have a job. I have these other things that I can talk about. And yet every time I see people, it's always like, you got a boyfriend, you're going to get a boyfriend, you're going to get a, when you're going to get married. Our, our culture's obsession with like coupledom. Well, I think there's that, mm-hmm. but I would argue that mm-hmm. if we want to debate. And I think that it's just that the elders in our lives have lived so long and have so many things in their brains and it's hard to remember and how many grandkids, you know, like are involved? Well, I'm the only You're grandchild. Only, yeah, I thought that's different. I'm an only child and only grandchild. But also so. they, they don't understand your work. They do not no know what No one understands anything. Yeah. And so the easiest thing for someone to say is, who are you dating? Yeah. And they're like, oh, if you're going to dating, then you're going to have a family. Or right. You're going to get married. So there's this really easy thing to grasp onto that I think and is it's the only thing, reason that people ask those questions. It's true. And it's the thing that like most people participate in. Like, you know, most people on planet Earth are participating in being in partnership and like reproducing. Yeah. So I, it's like pretty you cover a lot of ground by asking that question. It's just also like the least interesting conversation starter 
to ever ask someone ever. Yeah. I just feel like I've had a lot of conversations with people about how they're upset with family members when they ask that and like can oh. get really defensive about it. I wish my family would ask, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish think, my family yeah. gave enough fucks to have any shred of curiosity about literally any part of my life, career, relationship, my dog, like quite literally anything. And I think the lesson here is that a grass is always greener. Yeah. And if your family is interested in your life, then like, let's be grateful. be grateful. But also like, if they ask you that, you can always be like, no, nah, not really. You can go period. None. Yeah. And then none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. Yeah. That's my that'll strategy. None. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, as I do my inner child work, I really lean into what my inner child wants to say sometimes. I feel like I get a lot of pleasure from making the things that family members deem big deals, like really chill. Like so casual. Like super casual. Like we're moving in together. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Hmm. And they're like, you're not worried about, I'm like, I don't know. It'll be great to find out. What's there to worry about? And then they get like, they don't know what to, they like seize up. They like don't know how to compute. Your family particularly you know, yeah. like y'all are a bunch of worry warts and they're also very worried about you always. Yeah. And like you're, you've, you've always made very different choices probably than the choices that oh my God, they would have preferred for you. Never. <laughs> but you're very successful and happy. And so like the proof is in the pudding, you yeah. know, like, you know what you're doing. The more that you can just prove that, I think, I don't know, maybe sometimes it doesn't get better for people. They, they will just always not trust you. <laughs> and that they're always going to be like, text me when you get home. What, and again, where are like, you going tonight? You know, if you're not paying my bills. Nanya. Nanya. <laughs> Nan hit him with the nanya. But the wedding planning. Wedding planning. Here's the is thing. It's interesting because you're doing, it's like, there's no mom to be like, mm -mm. oh my God, mm -mm. what are we doing? So I'm marrying an only child and I myself am an only child. And um, so there's not a lot of chefs in the kitchen, you know, like, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Like we are making a lot yeah. of decisions, but also we are making every decision and financially and financially we are paying for this wedding yeah so um what is difficult i think is that you think that you've healed you know you think that you've done the work and you know being in a relationship is a mirror and you're like okay we're ready to get married and then you start planning a wedding and mallory and i have had zero friction about the wedding planning process but a lot of just like things have come up for me about feelings that I wasn't anticipating coming up about planning a wedding. Like, God, it's just, a, it's a lot. You also, I've never seen you more for someone who's so decisive. Mm -hmm. I've never witnessed you be so like hands in the air. I don't fucking know what's the right choice. What do I want? This is a bitch. That lit you have never not known what you wanted Fact. in any scenario at any point. Someone could throw you into a very spontaneous situation and then get, ask you between two things, your preference, and you would have a very strong, strong, argumentable, like you would argue yeah. your preference. Correct. So like, this is weird. It is very weird for me too, to feel that way. And I, and I really think that it comes back to like, <sighs> number one is... Only in 20, what, 18 were gay people legally allowed to get married on a national level. Let us not forget. And they're coming for that every day. That's just a few years ago. So I have been most of my gay years on this earth 
no part of me ever dreamt of marriage because I just never thought that that was a possibility. I mean, I thought lifelong partnership or like a long-term relationship or even doing some kind of paperwork would be on the table or like a possibility, but like never did I dream of like the day that like I could get married. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I had the same like little girl, you know, like fantasy. And I know I'm not saying that all women have this, but I think like it's pretty standard for women who think that they might get married one day to like have a dress in mind or like a venue in mind or like, some ideas about how they might wear their hair Mm -hmm. or like whatever. I entered this so blind and shockingly, like so many of my own clients are wedding photographers and wedding vendors and wedding industry people. And I see a lot of wedding imagery and I talk about weddings a lot. I write about weddings a lot. Yeah. I thought I'll have an advantage. No blank. I think it's also because you've seen so many types as well. Decision fatigue. Also there's, and we are friends with so many wedding people that we literally see so many different kinds. And it's like, you get a destination, you get a lobe. This little church over here is cute. You could have like 20 people. You could just do a dinner. You could, there's just like every possibility now, you can do now on the table. Yeah. Totally. So we've gone back and forth 10,000 times, but we did give ourselves a, like, I was like, you know, we don't need to decide right now, but like at our one year engage anniversary, I would like to, now. which is right now, I would like to revisit that conversation and like have a better plan. And so I think we do. What? Okay. So have you, had, plan. Had, you talked about it. We have talked about it. Yeah. Okay. And I, I got to give a shout out to, um, my queer married friends, um, including Danielle key and others because they have held my hand through this process because I've, I've just reached out to like some of my married lesbian friends being like this is really weird um (laughs) did you guys have weird feelings when you got married like and it's just not the weird feelings i was expecting like you're like i feel so confident in this relationship correct but i feel so not confident and strange about everything surrounding this exactly marriage the marriage zero fear the wedding big question mark. yeah like the the ceremony not the ceremony but like the tr- the thing around the marriage yeah the the the, fl- the, the consummation mm. it even like <laughs> maybe it that'll just, make it feel a little sexier it, it even like I, a lot of feelings came up for me too as like you know our friend kelly threw me an engagement party which was like so beautiful and like even that like brought up a lot of feelings of like my big issue which i think is unworthiness and i have felt very oh my God, yeah. much like this is such an awkward thing where like it's like people are expected to like give me attention about it but I don't really like want that attention but is it that I don't want the attention or is mm. it think I don't deserve to be made a big deal out of Interesting, yes and like you know and then my family has given me like a pretty frosty reception I mean as anticipated so like I think like the big excitement that I kind of wanted to feel never really happened so like me and Mallory are really excited, but like even some of our closest friends were kind of like, cool. We were like, oh, okay. Mm. Not that I expected like, a, you know, a red carpet rollout reception, right. but it's like, I think being like getting engaged brings up shit for other people too. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's kind of fraught. I wasn't expecting it. And, and then don't even get me started on just like the aesthetic choices. I mean, that, you know, is a whole other nightmare, but circling back to Danielle, Danielle, I called her, I panicked. She was like, you know what? There's a book for this. She mails me a book that her and her wife read when they were planning their wedding. It's called equally wed. Uh, Kristen Palladino is I think the author. And the book is very much like queer people. You're getting married. (laughs) 
here hmm. are some things that you should know. And it was really helpful. It was like, you know, when, you know, when do you send out engagement announcements? And like, what it kind of gives you the framework oh, yeah. for like, like what a mom would do, like what a mom would do. Like, here's the basics. And you can now make the choice whether or not you want to do that. Yeah. So like we didn't send engagement announcements. I don't fucking know. Right. Apparently you're supposed to get engaged and then have a photo shoot about being engaged. And then, and I say supposed to loosely, you know, and then you send the picture on a postcard with everybody, but you're not supposed to send it to everybody you ever met. I actually found out you can only send the engagement announcement to people that you plan to invite to your actual wedding. This is the bullshit that I'm just not fucking interested in though. Do you know what I mean? I want to know what the standard is that I can break so I can make those choices. Okay. So like that was stressing me out too though, because I think I handled the engagement very like, inappropriately socially like people would find out like like my family members were finding out like through the grapevine and being mm. like wish you would have called you know and i'm like wish you would ever Be show in my life any interest in me ever but anyway no that shit oh my god I it's get, like complicated mad. i know the, the anger that like i feel really like deep Ooh. within my body at that makes me really pissed wow yeah just because it's like wh- who are you who like wh- <laughs> you're uh, <laughs> Oh, I have to like have a fucking photo shoot and then you want to, you want to hang a picture of me on your fucking fridge? No, I, I don't want to be on your fucking fridge. Y'all literally hate me. <laughs> like I'm li- like, you know, actually, <laughs> no, but honestly though, there's a bitch that sends us pictures of herself that we have to put on the fucking fridge all the time yep. for every fucking season. And I'm like, I don't need the magnet. Do I want to be on the fridge? I think I, I might want to be on the fridge. You want to be on the fridge? I don't know. Again, the, the amount of straight people that are always on my fucking fridge. I deserve to have my you gay deserve, ass but on y'all's okay, fucking but that's fridges. That's what I mean. Like, is the is is the desire revengeful? <laughs> yes, and that's okay. You yes. know, and if that's if that is motivation enough, go right ahead. There is vengeance on my mind always. <laughs> that's my Scorpio rising. I do feel like the I amount of straight people on my fridge. I mean, you do deserve to take up fridge space. Thank like you. you do one hundred percent. I would you. put you on my fridge one hundred percent. And that's allyship. <laughs> and that's this called my friend. That's She's called being gay. a fucking ally. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Put your gay friends on your fridge. We want to be on the fridge. I think like that is also you're right. Maybe like that's why I'm kind of leaning into this like very traditional, like vibe because I can. Yeah, you're like, let me fucking get married by the Pope. I'm doing it for all the gays that never fucking could. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. I mean, that is very emotional and beautiful. Like, I'm joking, but I'm not. It's it's true. Like, I never, ever thought that I would be able, that this would, that I would even be having the conversation of, like, what florals do I want at my venue? Yeah. So, to, like, the, the fact that I have the right and the ability to do that is cool. But I also think that, like, gay people are kind of behind the times. Like, we don't we don't get married at the same rates because we haven't had the opportunity to. And so I think that like, it does leave a lot of question marks and especially because like there's a lot of traditional things that are built into weddings that are very gendered and gender specific. And so you kind of do have to rewrite that wedding script a little bit, which we will be doing a lot of. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's a wild emotional time. I've had many tearful phone calls with many friends and me and Mallory have talked about, you know, a lot of shit and, I think 2024 is the year. Haven't decided spring. Haven't decided fall. Haven't decided venue. Maybe Hotel Peter and Paul. That rhymed. Beautiful. That's like a haiku that I just wrote. Sponsor. Hotel Peter and Paul, do you want to sponsor my wedding? Sponsor the gay wedding. Sponsor the gay wedding. We dare you. Run me my coins. Be bold. This is some I wanted to be there for that.